gentlemen children of appropriate ages welcome to the between two birds podcast the date is november 25th 2015 i am your host cody colston and i am connor garcio and the only reason we're recording this is because connor has kept all sharp objects away from me what (laughs) did did you did not realize that the ravens like lost the two best players on their team oh well, the two remaining best players. Two remaining, yeah. Two remaining best players. Yeah. God damn it. That's depressing. Well, I mean, I can't say two best because it's probably Flacco and Yonda. But still, Forsett and Flacco, both out for the season. I want to fucking... Yeah, keep sharp objects away from me. That's don't, dri- don't drive on bridges. Don't take any tours of tall buildings. That's actually a good one. I, I, I Take a tour of a tall building. That'd be easy. <laughs> Though there's not too, not too many tall buildings in Baltimore. Well... You got Lake Mason, um, the Trade Center, and the uh, Harbor. Uh, pretty much any, like, five-floor building will do it. Yeah, true. But enough of the depressing talk. Let's... Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that happened, and that's just... <sighs> I don't care about the season anymore. I officially don't care. Because you know what? We got Matt Schaub and Jimmy Pickles Clausen. Holy shit. I'm pretty sure when the uh, NFL schedule guys made the Monday Night Cleveland-Baltimore uh, game, they didn't envision Josh McCallan versus Matt Schaub as the starting quarterback matchup. Yeah, I, listen, I, why, why are we going to even start Schaub? Because it's, we're, the season's over. Like, season's over. We Too many people on injured reserve, too many people out. It's just, we're two and seven or something like that. I don't even know the record. That's how much I don't care this season. But why start Matt Schaub? Because Matt Schaub is actually good enough where he could stumble into a win or two, and we don't need that. But you go ahead and you pick up Pickles to be his backup? Pickles! Jimmy Clausen! Cheddar Bob! You pick up Jimmy Clausen to be the backup. No, where's where's that guy in preseason? Bryce Friend or Brian Renner or whatever, who actually, like, killed it. Bring him back. I want to see him play. I want to see what a young guy has to do. Start... Start all rookies. I don't care. I want to see what we can, what we can throw at the wall and stick for next year. Pretty much the Ravens' plan, YOLO. <laughs> it's just, it's just depressing. Why? Why? I mean, the only thing that could come good at that could come good that can come out of it is that Matt Schaub plays enough to the point where he leaves and we get a comp pick for him, which I don't think will happen. But if it does. Yippee for us, because I think he's only, like, on a one-year deal, if I remember correctly. But it... <sighs> Jimmy Pickles! Jimmy Pickles! Why? <laughs> How old me, Connor? And why not Tim Tebow? If you're going to go all out crazy, just go Tim you Tebow. You know what? I, w- I wouldn't actually be against that just because I could, just because of the shitstorm that went ensue. I would love every second of it. No, I just want to see all the Ravens fans buy Tebow jerseys just to see him get released after the season ends. 
You mean like all the Jets player, all the Jets fans did, and all the Patriots fans did? Yeah, people literally bought Patriots Tim Tebow jerseys, and people still own them. And I have no regret. There's probably one or two Eagle ones out there too. Maybe, maybe. But uh, the the one bright spot about Monday night is that we're gonna get to see Terrence West in action. Because I'm actually not against seeing what he has to offer because the Ravens liked him in the draft and he went to Towson and he's from here and all that jazz. I mean, he was horrible for the Titans. So, I mean, I don't know how much better he's going to be for us, but at least he's, I don't know, it's it's a hometown guy and it's, I don't know, it's just going to be, it's always fun to watch a hometown guy. Yeah, I mean, why do you think the Orioles keep Steve Clevenger around and all those guys? <laughs> well, I think it's more to the fact that they like hoarding talent. But yeah, in Tennessee, he had he, Terrence West played a total of two games active, and he had 16 attempts for 51 yards. Which, I mean, if that's one game, that's not too bad of a stat line. You're averaging 3.2 yards a carry. It's not terrible. But... That, that's that's really I mean there's not much to say about the Ravens because that was it's just god awful now it's it's fire and brimstone and no one wants to talk about it at all like I watched the last game against the Rams was probably the worst NFL game I have ever watched from an officiating standpoint from a player standpoint and then just what came from after boy are you in for a surprise Monday night then oh god no um but then there's like all the stuff that's come out now with Case Keenum playing concussed, Joe Flacco finishing the game on one leg. It just makes for like being the worst game ever. Yeah, and then Jeff Fisher is like trying to, he's the master of deflection saying the Ravens need to look in the mirror. Hey, Jeff, we're not the ones that hired Greg Williams, okay? Jeff Fisher, the owner of absolutely zero mirrors in his house. You only have he only has like two seasons in his career where he's like over five hundred, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I saw a tweet from a Titans fan. He goes, "I'm tired. I had three hundred some seasons of Jeff Fisher going eight and eight. <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason he keeps his job is because. Let's see. How, let's see. Let's look. How many seasons does he have over five hundred? One, two, three, four, five, five, five. He has been in the league since '94. He's been a coach every year since 1994, and he only has five seasons where he's above 500. I'm sorry, Jeff. You can't talk shit. All right? Jesus. John Harbaugh's been a head coach for, like, six years. And has a better winning percentage. I hate Jeff Fisher. He does just enough to keep his job, and then that's it. Three division championships, one conference championship, um, zero Super Bowl wins. That should surprise nobody, considering the teams he's coached. The only reason he made it to the Super Bowl was because of Steve McNair and Eddie George. If they had a better coach, they probably would have won. Oh, yeah, definitely. They got out coached because Dick Vermeil is actually, you know, good as a coach, and it was the greatest show on turf. Yeah. So disappointing. Well, in other NFL news, <clears throat> um, Stedman Bailey was shot in the head twice last night, and that's really scary. Um, that I mean, I would I'd like to crack a joke, but it just happened, so I'm not going to. Um, but 
he was having somewhat a solid year, somewhat of a solid year. He had uh, 12 receptions for 182 yards. I'm pretty sure he was like fourth on the depth chart, which isn't terrible for a fourth stringer, but. He was um, just now on the suspended list for performance enhancement. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he's missed a couple games recently, but um, it's. It's scary. No, it is scary. And he was just out driving in Miami, I think. Because he was, that's where he's from, I think, and he was just going back for Thanksgiving. Well, there's your problem. Family. You drove in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like every NFL player has trouble trouble with Miami. Um, move the Dolphins out of there. You know, if your family still lives there, move out. Evacuate the entire state. Sell Florida to Cuba. <laughs> Cut it off. Um, Bugs Bunny. Yes. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. But... No, it's really sad what happened to Stephen Bailey. I was going to try and uh, think of something to say to maybe, like, um, well, he, he lighten could... the mood about it, but there's just nothing you can say he... to make this situation better, and it's really depressing. Yeah, he, he from what I've seen, like, he seems like a pretty chill dude. Like, he just he's cares about his son, and, you know, he works hard. I mean, he took performance-enhancing drugs, but who in the NFL isn't on performance-enhancing drugs? Let's be honest here. Yeah. Um, and that's not exactly a hit against his character. Um, but he seems like a real stand-up guy, and it's kind of saddening to see that happen to someone who didn't really ask for it. All right. Let's, uh... Oh, yeah. Josh McCown has won this, has been giving the starting job over Johnny Manziel. Again. Again. Mike Patin is so flippy-floppy, and he's more than likely going to get fired. In typical Browns fa- fashion, um, now this is this is weird because Johnny Manziel supposedly before the bye week he said that he quote unquote wasn't going to do anything that um, was a distraction to the team, and he went out and he partied, and apparently that's a distraction to the team because you know playing bad football isn't enough of a distraction. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I we don't even know, and people bring up. The, the fact that he was in rehab we don't know what he was in rehab for we don't know if it was for alcoholism we don't know if he had a drug problem we don't know what and the idea that he shouldn't be allowed to drink after he goes to rehab i mean you have to figure out where you need what you need to do um for yourself in those situations trying to figure out you know should i touch you know alcohol or whatever again you you can do whatever you want I mean, it's all about doing stuff in moderation and, you know, not killing yourself. I just feel like if that's the worst knock on Johnny Mansell that the Browns can find, then he doesn't deserve to be on the Browns. <laughs> he deserves to go to a franchise that's willing to work um, because he has the skill, capability to be one of those running-type quarterbacks, but a lot of them are failing now. The only really good ones left are Cam Newton and Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson doesn't run as much anymore. And you're seeing this year the uh, Seahawks struggle a little bit. But, well, that's more the fact that they don't have an O-line. But well, yeah, yeah. go on. Um, but you, if you build a team or you have Johnny Manziel go into a team where there's more to help him out than the Cleveland Browns, which only have Gary Barnage and you know Joe Thomas. Well, they have um, Travis Benjamin. Well, yeah, but yeah, you can find better quality talent in the NFL. It's... Tell that to the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just... It's just such a weird situation. He's He has he, ha- he got way too much attention coming out of the draft. I feel bad for him. 
but you know, hopefully he goes if they do cut him because that's what the the talk is now that he might actually get cut. Hopefully he um, he goes to a place where he can he can prosper. <coughs> Cowboys. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that is that. Uh, speaking of the Cowboys, Joseph Randall is a moron. Um, he was he was cut by the Cowboys after he had a was it's like a misdemeanor misdemeanor or something for unlawful possession of marijuana. Or, yeah, I think. Or, no, that was back in February. I don't know what he was cut for the Cowboys for. Was it? I think it was, well, I think it was just performance this year. I don't think it was for performance. But he got, whatever, whatever the fact matter may be, he got caught again um, for doing something. And, hold on, I just had it in front of me. Oh, yeah, all, he assaulted a police officer in a casino. That's what it was. So, there's that. And he's probably going to get something else handed down to him by the league because you know how Roger Goodell likes to flex his muscles. Unless unless you hit your your wife. Yeah, exactly. Unless you you throw your wife on a bed of guns and threaten to kill her. You get called a good leader by Jerry Jones. Yeah. But yeah, Joseph Randall's a moron. And the less spotlight he gets, the better. Moving on, Marshawn Lynch is probably going to be out a month. He had a uh, he's been dealing with some nagging injuries over the past couple games, and apparently now it's it's for it's formed to a uh, sports hernia. So he's going to be out three to four weeks, and then the Seahawks are going to reevaluate when they come back. But thankfully, they have Mr. Thomas Rawls, who is absolutely killing it for them. Um. Which is crazy considering that their offensive line sucks as much as it does. That he's able to like get 200-yard games. And as an undrafted free agent rookie, he's killing it. And he personally has my favorite, my, my new favorite nickname, uh, Bowling Rawls. <laughs> get it? Because it sounds like bowling balls. Yes, I, I got that. You get it, Connor? Yes. Connor, you get it. it? You get it, Connor? Yeah. You get it? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> um anything to add no i have no idea i have no idea about anything about him uh so i have nothing to add where was i had marshall lynch's stats he's still been good even though he's been hurt it's been kind of crazy to be honest um marshall lynch he has 417 rushing yards in seven games i mean three touchdowns Looks like he was on course for another regular year for him before the injury, but now Thomas Rawls is just absolutely killing it. But running back controversy in Seattle. Yeah. Well, Mar- I mean, Mar- honestly, Sean Lynch. I mean, honestly, there is because Lynch was uh, debating retiring before the season. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's that. That's crazy. Um, and now he might actually retire this season with the injuries, because I mean. Marshawn Lynch just don't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, I mean, not in a bad way either. He just doesn't give a fuck in a good way. Because I mean, he's like a very chill dude. He doesn't care about the media. He just wants to go out there and play. He cares about his teammates. Yeah. I mean, that's cares about a, cares about Skittles. Yeah, Skittles, Skittles endorsement. I would too. Skittles are fucking awesome. Yeah, that's candy. Goat candy. You kidding me? Actually, no. I, I don't know. I'm I'm more of a Milky Way man. No, I hate chocolate. I hate. That's why I hate M and M's because they look like Skittles. But then you open them, you taste them, you're like, ugh, they're awful. You just want to throw them away. That's un-American. You're hating, you're hating M&M's. 
I don't care. Skittles <laughs> are better. Oh. Um, other news. Carson Palmer has been fined for a pelvic thrust. I wish I could be making that up. There's a gif of him after, I think it was the Andre Ellington touchdown. Was that, was it that? I mean, it was the Seahawks game, but I don't remember what. Yeah, it was, um, after, like, a pelvic, uh, or, uh, it was, I'm pretty sure it was after the Andre Ellington touchdown. He, like, waved his arm, and then he pelvic thrust towards the crowd, and he got fined... Uh, I forget how much he got fined. It was like twenty five it was probably like twenty five thousand or something like that. some of the basic ones. But and again, Roger Goodell flexing his power unless you beat your wife. Unless you beat your wife. Um Apparently Carson Palmer's been watching too much key and peel, so Oh yeah, Hingle McCringleberry. <laughs> One, two, Three flag. <laughs> well, Von Miller did it. Von Miller did that. He did the one, two, three. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he got flagged. <laughs> He's been doing that all season, actually. But yeah. Oh, um, oh Von Miller. He. He's such a weird guy. He's a. He's. He's really an idiot. But I mean, he's one hell of a football player. Well, that goes without saying for a lot of them. Uh, true. True. <laughs> Um, moving on, uh, Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, if there, if there was another Kaepernick out there, I don't know, apologies to you, because, uh, you got, your, your name sucks, let's be honest. Who puts the A before the E in Kaepernick? Why can't it be K-A-P-E-R? Exactly. It's, it, I'm pretty sure it was a turtle conspiracy. <laughs> turtle did it. X-Files music starts to play. <laughs> because this is what you come to hear, ladies and gentlemen. Me do a horrible phonetic sounding of the X-Files theme. Um, but yeah, he's been moved to IR uh, after apparently he sustained something in his... Sh- I can't remember if it was his throwing shoulder or his other shoulder. One of his shoulders. And he opted to have surgery on it. So, the 49ers are starring the Blaine Train Gabbert. And he won last week, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Blaine Train won. And that's amazing. And... Who did they get to be... Oh, yeah, they signed uh, McDLT to be their backup. Who? McLeo Bethel Thompson. Yeah, I wish I was making that... They call him McBLT. What a name. (laughs) So, there's that. Um, but, yeah, Kaepernick's gone after the season. And he is a prime example of why you do not take a team-friendly deal in the NFL. Will Colin Kaepernick go to the Ravens? There was an article about that. Did you see the article? Yes, on the Ravens' official website. Yeah, they posted that. Colin Kaepernick is a possible. It's like, really? But I just I don't understand it. Because he can be a starter somewhere. He just, you know... He has to have, uh, he needs to have an offense around him because there, he has nothing in San Fran, or had nothing. Doesn't have a running back because Carlos Hyde's mad. Their offensive line is pfft, no wide receivers. Traded Vernon Davis away. You don't, ex- you, don't hate on Torrey Smith and Anquan Bolden. Ravens fans would take them back in a heartbeat. <laughs> At this point, yeah, we would. Still. But, yeah, anyway, that's... It's just 
crazy how quickly things went south for that franchise. I mean, it's not really surprising to me, honestly. I'm, Gore left. You rely on Carlos Hyde. Well, um, no, it started with Jim Harbaugh, because him leaving... Because, I mean, they called... the was I think it was Jay Glazer or someone called Harbaugh leaving at the end of the season, the, se- the beginning of the season, because him and Jed York don't get along, and Jed York's a control freak, and that's why... Um, I don't even know who their GM is, because he's just like a yes man, too. Jed York. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just, that's just a whole shit show. I mean, that's the, that's a, that's a worse shit show than the, um, than the Lions. What, you hear what, what's going on with them? About the radio show host? No. Uh, there was... I don't typically follow Detroit Lions news. <laughs> so. Uh, neither do Detroit Lions fans. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't either. You got the Red Wings, the Tigers, uh, I mean, the Pistons aren't awful this year. Yeah. But it was Mike Valenti, um... Well, the interesting thing about the one of the big stations, like 97.1 or something up there, it is the only, it's the only number one, it's like the, Michigan is the only state where the number one radio show is a sport, is a, a sports only huh. uh, network. So. That's interesting, because in D.C. you got uh, Elliot in the morning, Baltimore has uh, whatever the 98 Rock show is in yeah. the morning. The, I mean, everyone loves 98 Rock around here, but yeah. But that's the that's the only place where the number one show is, um, or the number one network is a sports only network. And could you imagine one hundred five seven being the top radio station in Baltimore? It's got to be up there. I mean, it's probably number two, uh, maybe number three behind like WPOC and uh, ninety eight Rock, not counting DC. Yeah. Oh. Uh, excuse me. Um. Yeah. It's just. I don't know. I mean. There, I don't. I don't like the fact that we did. They, they gave a lot of airtime to some of those. Some of those callers. Bob from Dundalk, you're on the air. Yeah, I think that uh, Chris Davis needs to sign a ten-year, two hundred fifty million dollar deal with the Orioles, and then they need to trade away, uh, trade away uh, that Ubaldo Gimenez guy. <laughs> God. The sad I, thing is how accurate that is. And then the Ravens <laughs> need to bring back Tyrod Taylor. Trade away Joe Flacco. Flacco taking up way too much money. Uh, rabble, rabble. I hate, rabble, 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 rabble. I, I hate everything about... I live in Dundalk. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. I live in Dundalk. If that's not, you know, a slogan to live by, I don't know what it is. I mean, I drove through there. My friends have an office up in northeast Baltimore. We get by, drive by Dundalk. It's a pretty depressing uh, town. Um, well, you don't like that Ostros and, oh, what's it? Ostros and Nanny Bows, hon. Ostros and Nanny Bows, hon. Ugh. Hon, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? We gotta go down to Bean, though. Watch the O's game. Ugh. Baltimore accents are awful. I love it, to be honest. No. I, I love the accent. No, because Balmer isn't a word. Yes, it is. It's Balmer is it's a word. It's Baltimore. It, Balmer. There's a, there's a T. There's, <laughs> there's a couple other letters in there. It's not two-syllable. <laughs> It's, uh, out of, out of all the accents on the East Coast, Baltimore's up there for being one of the worst, behind, um, maybe Boston. New York's is just funny at this point, because just, hey, I'm walking here, or, gonna go, gonna go down street, 42nd Broadway, watch the Giants-Jets game. 
kill myself. Because <laughs> I watched the Giants-Jets game. <laughs> gonna go up Yankee Stadium. Gonna go watch. Gonna go watch Derek Jeter. <laughs> Final game. Baltimore Orioles. Evan Meek grooves the fastball at 89 miles an hour. <laughs> oh. Go home and cry over my Jeter jersey. Jeter. Fuck A-Rod. <laughs> that was perfect. Should have shot A-Rod. <laughs> no, um, what movie was that? It was I think it was The Other Guys. You shot Derek Jeter. You should have shot A-Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> What's even funnier about that is I think Mark Wahlberg was doing a New York accent even though he's from Boston. Yeah, I mean, Mac, Mackie Mac up there in Boston, you know. The Red Sox, Tom Brady. Uh. No, probably the, probably the greatest scene with like Boston sports has to be um, uh, was it like Adam Sandler's "That's My Boy," or something like that. They had they had Rex Ryan in an office with like decked out in Patriots gear. Ugh. Yeah. Oh damn. And like they not the one dude almost knocked a poster over. He's like, "What? Watch Tom terrific over there." <laughs> <laughs> See, I would watch that. But it's an Adam Sandler movie after um, Happy Gilmore, so... Wasn't Waterboy after Happy Gilmore? I have no idea. Oh. I, I don't know I, either. I'm not... A, I that was before my time. Yeah. But even though those movies are great, I love them. Yeah. Adam Sandler. Uh, typically ch- try to avoid. Um, so... Yeah. Um, moving on, getting back on track, because that was, that was fun. Um... <clears throat> Fantasy-wise, what did you do this week? I won, barely. I had Andy Dalton and James Jones on my bench. Uh, they were better than the people I started in their place, which was Ryan Tannehill and Rashard Matthews. How was I supposed to know the Cowboys were going to turn it around this week? Oh, yeah, Tony Romo's back. I was actually able to get... I don't know if I said that last week. I was actually able to pick up Tony Romo because... even I'm 8-3. and three. I'm the number one... I'm, top, I'm, I'm last in the waiver order, but I somehow got Tony Romo to be my backup because I already have Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And then, what was even I lost this week like sixty eight to like hundred and something. It was it was horrible for this week this week for me, uh, sixty eight to ninety five and a half. We do half a point PPR, but I had I started Mark Cooper only got half a point because he had one reception and then Alan Hearns had two and a half. I had Giovanni Bernard on my bench with eighteen points. See, I started Bernard. He got me um eighteen in my league. So. I don't know. I, well, my big pickup this week was because uh, I had the Bills defense. I was like, nope, I'm done with them. Uh, they're about to play the Patriots, and they got a couple of the tough games coming up. And I picked up Kansas City's defense, and they got me 20. Jeez. They got me 20. So it was a big pickup. Um, solid uh, fill-in is Jordan Cameron because I usually have Gary Barnish, but the Browns were on a bye. Jordan Cameron got me 9. Really? Um, uh, yeah, that's like the – he's so streaky and so inconsistent. Yeah, um, but I'm still, I I put James Jones on my bench because, you know, I was thinking Minnesota is a good team, uh, the Packers offense has been struggling lately, James Jones had zero last week, um, he had and, 21 this week, and I, was, I had him on my bench, Danny Dalton at 26, I started at Tannehill, he had 19, but luckily for me, my opponent started Amari Cooper, um, yeah, fuck us, right, and, and Jason Witten and Alan Hearns. And Denver defense. So all those guys had single digits. What did Denver's defense do? Seven. Seven. They were playing Chicago. You're standard, right? Standard scoring. Uh, PPR. Oh, okay. 
So that's why I have guys like Vereen and Giovanni Bernard. Right. But um, you know, I had Vereen. I had all. I had all my giants on my bench. I had. I have uh, Josh Brown, Odell Beckham, and Shane Vereen. They were all on my bench. So I had to pick up James Starks. He did decent. He had four points because um, Eddie Lacy surprisingly came back and did well against the Vikings. Um, I picked up Cairo Santos from the Chiefs because he was the most points for a kicker. So I was just like, whatever, it's a kicker. I'll drop him, bring back Josh Brown. I'm, I'm sticking with the, the Cardinals kicker, Catanzaro. He's, he's been money for me. He's like fifth in points thus far the season. So Josh Brown's been decent for me. Last couple weeks he's had multi-double-digit multi, um, points. Um, but I, I'm glad I get Barnage, Marine, and Beckham back. Because I really miss those guys last I think week. the biggest thing that's going to bite me in the ass is that I'm sticking with Arizona's defense for better or for worse. I'm just going to go with Kansas City. Even though they're facing San Francisco this week, which I think they're actually going to destroy them. Because Kansas City's got uh, Buffalo coming up, and then in Oakland and San Diego, Baltimore and Cleveland. So they finish out easy opponents, and they're doing pretty well for not having um, Jamal Charles. Yeah. So it's tough to say. I'm sticking with Kansas City because I had Buffalo all year. Buffalo's been a... Disappointing to say the least. This week, this week overall in fantasy is interesting because the the most added players this week are running backs. Go figure, because nobody for, ha- nobody has running backs anymore. Yeah, really, nobody has running backs. I've been lucky because I had. Well, actually, I started off with what did I start off with. I started off with Demarco Murray, who didn't do shit in the beginning because he got hurt, and then I had Isaiah Crowell, and that was it. I didn't have anybody else. My draft. Oh no, I had Andre Ellington too, and on him, and Andre Ellington, and then I picked up Chris Johnson. I traded for Giovanni Bernard, and I traded for Latavius Murray. My starting running backs at the beginning of the year were Jamal Charles, C.J. Anderson, and who else did I have? I had, um, I drafted Bernard, but he was on my bench. I'm trying to think who my first couple running backs were. Um, Charles Anderson, and, uh, oh, I drafted Rashad Jennings, too. He was on my bench. Bad move. Yeah, C.J. Anderson, worst pick I've ever had. Um, yeah. It that that I don't even I don't even want to touch the Broncos' offense unless it's a wide receiver or quarterback. To be honest, because their running backs are shit and their tight ends are shit. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting week because it's just mainly running backs. Because Thomas Rawls is getting picked up because Lynch is going to be out. Mod Bradshaw got picked up because Gore's not hurt. They just don't want to use him apparently. What Indianapolis? Yeah. I... I don't even know what's going on in there. And then Forsyth gets hurt, and everyone wants to pick up Buck Allen. And then Winston throws five touchdowns. They, everyone picks him up. Who, um, most ads on uh, Yahoo this week have been Ahmad Bradshaw with 222, 228,000. Um, Devin Funches. Futures. It's the wide receiver for Carolina. Yeah. I think he only had, like, one touchdown. Yeah. So, um, Tevin Did, Coleman. Didn't didn't Cam Newton throw five touchdowns too or something like that? Yeah, but who doesn't have Cam Newton? Sure, already had. 100%. I traded Cam Newton away because I had Aaron Rodgers. Well, either one you're going to be decent with. Um, yeah. Surprisingly, Brian Hoyer had 106,000 ads in Yahoo. Yeah, that was someone in my league added him. They dropped Peyton Manning for Brian Hoyer. I never thought I'd see that in my days. But no, go uh, figure. Jameis Winston, 100,000 ads. Um, JJ Nelson, wide receiver for the Cardinals, 64,000 probably because maybe Palmer. And they're, Palmer's and they're balling. Palmer's balling this year. He's, for, uh, yeah, I think he's gonna win MVP. To be honest, I mean, Brady. He probably, I don't know. But the, it's hard with Brady. It's hard with Brady, but then Cam Newton's getting all the press. 
if you're out in Arizona, you're not going to get as much attention. Wait, well, wait a minute. Bra- well, Brady's going to win it for the AFC, NFC, maybe Palmer. My vote's still for Cam Newton. The guy's amazing. Um, sure. Alfred Blue still being added in leagues, even though, I mean, he had a good week against the Jets, but it's the Jets. Yeah, but he's horrible. I don't. He sucks. I mean, him and Paul. There's nobody in that Texans backfield. The Texans suck. Yeah, everyone's like, oh. Alfred Blue take over for Arian Foster. Well, he's not doing anything, so clearly that's not working. Uh, most, does this have most dropped? Um, I don't think it does. But yeah, it's it's at this point of the year. If you don't have at least one decent running back, you're not gonna make yeah. I'm not gonna make a play. I am. I'm fortunate to have Bernard still, and. Vereen is decent out of the backfield because he catches the ball, and Jennings isn't that good of a running back, so Vereen's getting more carries and more catches, especially with the Giants offense and how it works. Um, I'm lucky that Beckham has stayed relatively healthy and has been decent this year. Right. I've won five in a row, actually. <laughs> I, I don't know how. I have probably... In my league, I have the most... I have the least points um, for... And I have, like, the least points allowed, which is probably how I've managed to stay so good. But yeah, I've won. I don't know how I've won. All right, all right, en- enough about your fantasy team. I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Leave me alone. <laughs> all right. Um, we're going to segue into our segue, and we will be back in a bit. Welcome to the part of the show we call the segue. And this is just whatever we decide is going to be here for this part. Um, last week we did history. This week we're gonna do pop culture corner. We're bringing it back. We're bring, bringing it back, back to the back to the past. I don't know what I'm doing with my hands. <laughs> Luckily, the people listening can't see it. So good. I've embarrassed myself enough. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Take us away, Connor. What what, what have you been doing? What have you been uh, listening to? Watching. Watching. Well, I've been uh, watching American Horror Story season five. Uh, obviously the season with Lady Gaga is turning out very well. Um. A lot of new people in the show. Uh, Wes Bentley, he was part. It was he was in some of season four. Um, bunch of new characters, obviously, just because that's how the show works. If you don't know how the American Horror Story works, it's a different plot and different characters every season. Season one was a haunted house. Season two was an insane asylum. Season three was uh, witches in a coven. Season four was a freak show with like a circus and a bunch of people, and then season five is in a hotel. Um, you have Lady Gaga, um, recurring people like Evan Peters, Kathy Bates has been recurring since season three, uh, Dennis O'Hare has been in seasons one, three, and five, he was not in season two or four, because, yeah, they bring their own people back and stuff, but with season five, they have a lot of different new people, and so far it's gone really well, um, but with any Ryan Murphy show, it's gonna have some weird twist that he's not gonna be able to explain, just like in, um, last couple of seasons of American Horror Story, especially season two, he brought in aliens for no reason. Season three, he brought in a scene where the girl from Precious had a love scene with a half bull, half man. Wait, the really big girl from Precious? Yeah. What? Yeah, she was in season three. She played a voodoo person. She could, she was the person, she like hurt herself, but it's hurting other people. Um... Yeah. If you can't tell, there's like a look of disgust on my face. <laughs> but with season five, it's gone well so far. There's parts in it that I don't like with um, 
just the whole children zombie thing. If you have, if you don't watch it, I don't blame you. Uh, it's because because some of us actually have self dignity. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> it's, an on, acqui- it's, on, it's on Netflix if you want to watch the first four seasons, and you can probably watch find the rest online if you want to watch it. But other than that, um, I've actually been listening to some, a lot of music lately. Um, Justin Bieber put out his new album, and say what you want about Justin Bieber. He can make pretty decent music. He's working with Skrillex and Diplo. They did Where Are You Now, which was a single back during the summer. Um, there's a lot of songs on his album. They're all in like the top 100 on Spotify, just because everyone's listening to it right now, along with all the One Direction songs. Or I haven't listened to any of that. You have no shame, do you? No. <laughs> what's wrong with Bieber? <laughs> now, what's wrong with Bieber? Tell me what is wrong with him. He looks like um, Discount Ellen DeGeneres. That's... It's fine by me. Miley <laughs> Cyrus looks like the discounted version of Justin Bieber. I don't like her either. <laughs> I, I mean, she put out her album for free, so she's an idiot. But have you seen the the newest picture? Like she had her birthday bash or whatever, and there is a picture of like her family and Billy Ray Cyrus is there, and he looks so miserable. <laughs> oh, poor Billy Ray. Poor no, Billy Ray. No, I haven't seen that. But um, but yeah, check out if you have Spotify, iTunes. It's on there. Uh. It's not like Taylor Swift, or you'd have to go directly to iTunes, because... Curse you, Taylor Swift. Bieber don't give any fucks. Uh, he's about to, he's gonna go on tour in the summer, so obviously... You're gonna go see him, aren't you? No, I'm poor. I can't. Uh, <laughs> Those tickets are probably really, really expensive. No, I'm poor. What do you think? <laughs> no, I'm poor. No, no, I got, um, concerts I have to go to anyway. I, I'm probably just, I'm probably gonna start saving money for Firefly over in Do- Dover. Just because there's so many people there I want to see. I know it's like $250 for a four-day pass, but... Jesus Christ! It's worth it. If you divide it down, it's like 50 a day, so... Jeez. I, um, I, well, FanFest is coming up in December. I don't even know if I'm going to be going to that. I'm, I always go to FanFest. If you see me at FanFest, come say hi and tell me how much our podcast is awful. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, you know, that's what I like to see. Uh, FanFest is interesting, to say the least. Um, yeah. I like it. Uh I'm debating now. You're going to hear this first. I tweeted it out, but I'm debating. They they have the open forum where you can ask the players any question. You ask the coaches. the And then they have the part where all the bloggers come up, where everyone's probably already left and stuff. But they have a part where you can ask players just any question. I did it one year. I asked Jemiah Weeks how many Jemiah Weeks there were until opening day. <laughs> um, what do you say? He was like... No, I, told, I asked him what he thinks of the jokes. He's like, yeah, I, I've heard them all. I like that the fans come up with a bunch of different stuff. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, I'm going to ask one of the players. I'll be like, yeah, I have one question for you. And I just want to be like, what are those? <laughs> <laughs> and just see their face in disgust and be like, ugh. Oh, it's you from Twitter. <laughs> yeah, because they know you personally from Twitter. Well, Adam Jones followed me once. And he tweeted me a couple times saying, yo, you need to chill out or something i don't know i forget what exactly he said really yeah adam jones tells you to chill out and you don't chill out no <laughs> I, I have no chill no chill no but that's all that's coming up you got fan fest uh bunch of different stuff with music and tv that i've been following i've been watching a lot of dc shows recently i watched the arrow flash and supergirl and supergirl is awesome I, I, like, hate it all you want. It's an awesome show. I mean, it started kind of off rocky because they 
they tried to get the, the, the girl power stuff. Like, it was like every other line of dialogue. It was mentioning how Supergirl's a woman. It's like, you don't really need to say that. We get it. She's a female superhero. You know, that's what it is. But, I mean, it's it's... It's getting really good. Um, they they actually just flipped two of the episodes, which kind of is kind of disappointing. But it's because of um, the what happened in Paris. There was one episode that had to do with um, terrorist bombings, so they had to flip the episodes. But I have to say, the best uh, part of that show probably has to be the lead actor, Melissa. I can never say her name. It's like Benoist or Benoit or, or something like that. Um, but she plays Supergirl so well, it's crazy. I absolutely love her for it. Um, and I like the fact that, you, uh, you know, they don't they don't depend on, like, Superman. Like, I mean, he gets referenced a lot. But, I mean, it's, it's cool to see him be part of the universe. And it's, like, I like the fact that they try to make Supergirl on her own. Um, the Flash and Arrow just went on a hiatus because uh, I think that's what they do during the middle of the... Um, or, no, it's holiday. That's why they don't do it. They don't play the episodes around the holidays. Yeah. Um, yeah, because American Horror Story is on hiatus right now. Yeah. Uh, but it was the... Uh, but they're, next week, or December 1st is when it comes back, but they're doing... Um, Tuesday, Wednesday, it's back-to-back episodes. That's a crossover episodes where they're setting up the new show C- the CW is doing, which is what the Flash and Arrow on. The new show, Legends of Tomorrow, where it has Flash, Arrow, White Canary, The Atom, Firestorm, um, Captain Cold, Heat Wave. Um, and the, the, the villain is going to be Vandal Savage, which I'm, I'm excited for. Uh, in case you don't know, Van- Vandal Savage is like this immortal warrior, and he's like one of the big bads in the DC Universe. But it, it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm hyped for it. Um, I'm so behind on so many other shows. It's ridiculous. I'm behind on Goth- Gotham and... Uh, shit. iZombie. Do you watch any of those shows? I don't follow DC. I'm more in Marvel, so I Well, got... I mean, I mean um, iZombie's not really DC. Oh, well. I well, see. I mean, it is, but it isn't. Like, it's a DC comic, but the, I, don't, I don't think the show follows it that well. Oh. Well, no, I... I just started Daredevil yesterday. I'm far behind on it. Oh, Daredevil's awesome. And Jessica Jones just started up, too. Um, yeah, it came out like three days ago. Yeah, um, so I'm probably going to start that. I can't a... I can't do it right now with, with being in the middle of, of the end of the semester. I can't afford to binge watch a show because it's, um, it, it's going to take way, way too much time. I have to do it after the semester ends, like in the middle of December. And then I can binge watch everything and catch up on everything because I'll actually have time. Yeah. Oh, and um, Marvel versus Marvel's uh, Captain America uh, Civil War just trailer just released last night. Oh, it did? Shit, I gotta watch yeah. that. No, it, it looks really good. Um, it's basically Captain America and Bucky being like, fuck you, Iron Man. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like pretty much the, the, um, the, story the comic. Yeah, yeah, it's Civil like, War. Fuck, you. <laughs> fuck you, Iron Man. Fuck you, Tony Stark. Um, I mean... If they can follow up Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier is probably one of my. It's my favorite. It, super... it, it, no, it's the best Marvel movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's the if best. If they can Marvel follow movie. that up with Civil War really well, then I'll be happy because Captain America is my favorite Marvel person now. Following him is close second is Iron Man. Number three is Spider Man. 
Well, I, I'm excited for the Spider-Man reboot, even though they rebooted him like six different, six different times. But with the new reboot, he's supposed to be within in, the universe. Yeah, it's, it's not new, Sony. Yeah, because yeah. Sony is not being dicks. Uh, Hopefully, they can get that. Yeah. Of course, you got so much more coming out with Marvel. You got uh, Black Panther, Deadpool. Oh yeah. Well, Deadpool is not in the Marvel universe because they're in by Fox. Well, yeah, but he's going to be with like it's like the X-Men. Yeah. And uh, Apocalypse comes out in 2016, too. X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, I've, I'm so... I haven't watched any of the X-Men movies. I have to, I have to get back up on that. You, yeah. Um, Days of Future Past was really well done, considering how shitty the franchise went after X-Men 1. Um, of course, you have stuff with Wolverine. was like, that's uh, uh, offside stuff. But Days of Future Past really hit it. I think they're doing another Wolverine movie. Um, I'm not quite sure. I know that Hugh Jackman is probably almost done playing it. Yeah, he said he's only doing one more time. Going out there is Wolverine, like, one more time, and then he's retiring from the character. Yeah. Even though he's, like, Wolverine. Like... You don't... You you know him as Wolverine. Yeah. It's... It's fucking Wolverine, dude. <laughs> Alright, well, I think that wraps it up for, uh, for our segue. We'll be, uh... We'll be heading into baseball next. Stay tuned. And now we're going to go into baseball... Um, big news last night, uh, Marlins and the Mariners are discussing moving Marcelo Zuna, um, obviously from Miami to Seattle. This would probably require, you know, Tyon Walker, James Paxton in the deal, due to the fact that Ozuna's really well defended. Yeah, I heard, fielder. I heard the Marlins are coveting Walker, and it's... It's building up to be, like, a huge trade now. Like, it, it, like more of the writers are saying, like, it's probably going to be a big trade the more time that goes on. So that's it's going to be interesting to see what um, what what it turns out to be. I mean, especially with the, the rumors that the Marlins were trying to trade Jose Fernandez, which is dumb in my opinion. Well, you read about what the Marlins had going on in their locker room, right? No. Oh, it was a dead... I think it was Deadspin that reported it. Apparently, like, um, Jeff Baker the catcher mm -hmm. like they won a game and he, so Jeff Baker handed out red clown noses to everybody and then the day after Jeff Baker was released and apparently Jose Fernandez keeps fighting with um coaches and upper management well yeah the, actually the one thing I did hear was that some of the players didn't like the fact that he um he's on a high horse and they like they actually rooted for him to get shelled that way that way it would humble him or whatever yeah um, so the Marlins are a dumpster fire. I would want, if I was Ozuna, I'd be like, yes, get me out of here. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want Ozuna. Give me Ozuna. Give the Orioles Ozuna. Please. Well, what, what do the Orioles have to offer? <laughs> Boog's Barbecue. Okay. Well. You're free of Boog's Barbecue. Possibly. Um, for this, the Mariners would still keep Leonis Martinez in her field because they just acquired him from Texas. Right. Um, and Jerry DePoto would probably... He said to uh, have a Franklin Gutierrez, Seth Smith platoon in left field, which is hilarious. Um, and then, of course, this would mean Nelson Cruz full-time DH, which I don't know why they weren't doing that already. Yes, because Nelson Cruz can actually, you know, field. That was a joke. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, don't know. You, you've you been watching. Um, he, he's about... I don't know. I don't. Who, who's the worst fielder, Raul Abanez or Nelson Cruz? Raul Abanez. <laughs> oh my god! I have a GIF saved on my thing. Just when I'm feeling down, I just it's the GIF where he um has the he was with the Mariners and he just throws the ball and it just hits the ground. It's um, <laughs> yeah, he spikes the. Baseball. It's it's Jeff Sullivan's Twitter picture, <laughs> um, but in GIF form. 
Um, a little more smaller news, Giovanni Soto signs a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of California, the United States of America, of the world. <laughs> of California. Um, the, 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 what was it, the, the Los, the, the Angels. The, the Angels, Angels yeah. of Anaheim. Yeah. Um, the deal is one year for $2.8 million. Soto's probably gonna do... I don't know if he's going to be the starter yet. I haven't looked at the Angels. I hope he's not a starter because he blows. Yeah, last year with the White Sox in 210 plate appearances, he had a slash line of 219, 301, and 406. So, yeah, he's not. Yeah. Gonna be, he's not going to be the starter. Well, I think I think the big thing with him is like he calls a good game, possibly. I mean, if it's for defense purposes, then that makes. I sense. don't know what his defensive numbers look like, but I mean, he, he keeps co- on getting a starting job, so he must be doing something right. Apparently. Um, Former Angels catcher Chris Iannetta signed a one-year, four point twenty-five million deal, million deal with the Mariners um, with a club option for twenty seventeen. Um, this means that John- he blew dick last year too. Why do they sign catchers those these big? Maybe it's does Iannetta call good games? I don't. I don't know what it is with him, but he hit like under a hundred last year. I remember. Remember when he went up against when the Angels played the O's? Like he had he was hitting hitting like under a hundred, and he got like a big hit. Oh, that makes sense. The Orioles love to give up hits to guys doing yeah. terrible. But um, you know, interesting. You know, four million for a club, I mean, a club option for twenty seventeen. So I don't get it either. Soto's worth more than him, and I don't, and Soto got less. Yeah. Um, White Sox acquire Tommy Canley from the Colorado Rockies, and he was designated for assignment from the Rockies, so the Rockies were able to trade him for a minor leaguer, Yancy Almonte. I know nothing about either player. It 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 happened. It happened. It, I saw it on trade rumors, and it happened. It um, happened. Yankees are open to trading Yvonne Nova, which is interesting because they've also discussed moving Brett Gardner and Andrew Miller. Um, Brett Gardner, la- latest rumor I saw on him was um, the Angels. The An- I thought it was the Indians. That was an older one. This was a newer one where the Angels would most likely get him. Um, what do the Angels have left to offer? Because they gave up a lot for Simmons. I mean, they have starting pitching, but not that much of it. They have Haney, uh, Richards. Shoemaker. Shoemaker, yeah. But I feel like they want to keep those guys over, you know, yeah. Brett Gardner type. Um, I mean, but they need... Because they have Trout and, Col- uh, and Calhoun, they need a they need their third outfielder. That's the big thing with them. Yeah, I mean, they had Daniel Murphy last year. Or David Murphy. David Murphy, yeah. He, he was meh. Meh. And the fact that the Orioles are rumored to sign him, it's like, why? Yeah. What, what's the point? Um, new Dodgers manager will be Dave Roberts. Um, most... I'm so indifferent about that choice, I don't even know where to start. It's interesting. I The only thing I like about Dave Roberts is that he's the guy that stole second base off of Mariano in game... Was it game four? Yeah, game four of the ALCS in 2004. Which led to the Red Sox rally and come back to win four straight games. What was his job before this? I he was with the Padres, I think. I don't uh, remember what his official job was. He was in the Padres organization. Um, I I can't believe Bud Black didn't get a job. Well, he's, he's going into the Angels organization, isn't he? Yeah, Bud Black's going to be a special assistant to the GM for the Angels, and I don't know what it is about Bud Black is a good manager, but no team apparently wants him. He the deal fell through with the Nationals. Because the Nationals are morons. They they under they undercut him so much. Yeah, when and then they settle for Dusty Baker. But um it's 
And speaking of the Nats, they're interested in Darren O'Day, and they're the lead frontrunners to sign Darren O'Day, but they also want to trade for Roldis Chapman, which would result in them trading away Jonathan Papelbon and Drew Storen, so obviously... Well, one or the other, I thought they were trying to trade... Um, they're trying to unload Papelbon because he blows and his contract's huge, but I, I heard they're trying to trade... It doesn't necessarily mean they're trying to trade both of them for Chapman, they're just trying to trade both of them away. No, I'm, yeah, I, did, I wasn't saying trade those guys for Chapman, just trade them away and make room for Chapman and O'Day. Yeah. But I don't know, if O'Day signs and then they trade for Chapman, O'Day will probably be mad because he wants closer yeah, money. he wants and, closer and, money. And he wants to be a closer. Um, but then you bring in Chapman, there's your closer. Yeah. So, O'Day's going to wait for Chapman to be moved probably. I, 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 I need to look and see, figure out how many uh, closer jobs are open this season. Like, which teams need a closer? Because whoever needs a closer is probably who O'Day will go to. Yeah. Unfortunately... Um, because I want to keep O'Day, but it's he's he's asking for way too much money in my opinion. I have, I unless your name is like Andrew Miller or Batonsis or Anoldis Chapman, I have no faith in giving you big money. No. Um, even like Miller's deal was like kind of questionable to me. It's like and I'm glad the Orioles didn't give him that money. It's he's a good pitcher, but and then he had injury problems last year because the Yankees didn't know how to use him. Yeah, it's it's. Relievers are so volatile, too, because one year they can be so great, and the next they could just fall off Brian, so hard. Brian Mattis. Yeah, exactly. Tom, Tommy Hunter. Yeah. Um, but now, little little move into the Oriole news, and this will bring up some talking points for the O's. Um, you want to talk You want to talk O's first? Yes, breaking news. Well, not breaking anymore, because it, it, it's going to be much later, but happened right before we started recording. Hose is back in town. LJ Hose has been acquired by the Orioles and for cash considerations to the Houston Astros. These um, hoes are loyal. These hoes are loyal. He's coming back. Um, maybe Adam Jones does have an influence in the offseason. <laughs> he got LJ Hose back. Well, um, they don't They don't have Quentin Berry back yet, so probably not. Pro- no, but I feel like that's next. I feel like... <laughs> um, because he's been complaining a lot recently, so they're probably trying to think, well, we got to keep our star player happy. Yeah. If that's the case... Trade for Yonder Alonso, make Manny happy. You got first base. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that I I'd be all for that. I mean, yeah, I would be too. Um, Padres might be looking to f- sell now, so maybe it's there. Possibly. I don't. I I don't remember what um, Alonso's stats, but I could. I remember him specifically that he was underperforming at one point in the season. Put him in Camden, he'll hit a couple more. Yeah, homers. exactly. <laughs> put anybody in Camden, they'll hit a couple more homers. If you put Brett Gardner there, he'll hit double digit. Um, but a little more lesser Orioles news. Uh, they signed uh, Steve Tollison back and Todd Redman back, so they have been reacquired by the Orioles. It's a thing. Minor league deals. Yeah. Obviously, these are all minor league deals. Um, they've re-signed Cesar Cabral, left-hand pitcher. He came up, he pitched in one game for the Orioles. One or two games. Woo! Um, <laughs> um, shortstop Ozzy Martinez, he was with the Bowie Bay Sox all season. The Bay Sox went on to win the Eastern League Championship. Uh, Ozzy Martinez was actually the MVP of the series, so... What position does he play? He's a shortstop. Shortstop, okay. Um, Pedro Bito, former first-round pick. <laughs> he is now the AAA closer for the Orioles. Uh, Pedro Bito, Pedro Bito. Um, Asher Tolliver re-signed with the Orioles along with Audrey Perez. He was a catcher for the Tides. Uh, the per- Orioles really like Perez's defense. Um, his off- his offense is not non-existent, so... And um, from outside the organization, the Orioles have brought in Ji-Man Choi, first baseman from Korea. He was with the Mariners for the last Didn't couple seasons. Didn't he get seasons. popped for peds? 
Yeah, he did. He he had a fifty game suspension for performance enhancing drugs. Well, there you go. Um, reported that Peter Angelos will be personally involved in negotiations with Chris Davis. That's 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 an interesting point because I've seen both sides of the argument, and a lot of people don't like the fact that he's meddling. But I think that's just people hating on Peter Angelos so they can hate on Peter Angelos. Not saying it's not warranted, but if you want to sign your big stars. Like Chris Davis, if you know, if you want to sign, um, if you want to sign a free agent, a big name free agent, the GM is gonna have to get the owner involved because that's when you have to start talking about expanding your payroll and moving money around in order to make room for these guys, um, and the owner kind of has to be involved. It's just whether or not the owner is saying go get this guy, or if the GM's going to the owner saying, "Hey, we need to get this guy." There's a big difference there. Yeah, my whole thing is if he doesn't come back, that's just gonna make people hate Angelus even more. Yeah, because it'll be like, well, he drove him away because he's tough in negotiations or whatever. Because at the end of the day, Peter Angelus is a lawyer. He's yeah. gonna get his way, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but then if he does sign, and he starts to struggle, they'd be like, well, Peter Angelus pushed for this, and. People will find a reason to complain. Yeah, people... It, it's, it's, I I don't... People... Even when Peter Angelos sells the team, I guarantee you, anything that happens, people are going to blame on Peter Angelos. Well, like, if, he, if he sold the team for more money, we would have more available resources. Or, and, no, less money. They sold, him for le- sold the team for less money. Yeah, less. Um, on ESPN.com, uh, there's an article about five possible landing spots for Yasiel Puig if he was to be traded. Please, God. Number five out of Please. the five being the Baltimore Orioles. Please. Um, obviously stated that the Orioles' problems with the outfield, uh, fielding and offensive-wise, but the main problem is Orioles have nothing to offer yeah. outside of, you know, if you're going to trade for Puig, you're going to have to give up Gosman and Scope. Yeah, and the Dodgers are going to want pitching. Um, they're definitely going to want Kevin Gosman, maybe even Bundy. See, I wouldn't mind trading Bundy away for Puig if we could be straight up like that, like I, maybe Dylan Bundy and a few extras. I wouldn't be too. I wouldn't be too mad about that. No, I'm fine with moving Bundy now. I've been I've been on the trade Bundy train since 2012. The thing is, is that you're trading him at his lowest uh, possible value. No, that's what I'm saying. You should have traded him back in 2012 and see what you could have gotten for him back then. But it's hard to say with uh, Bundy. It's hard to say with Puig in general because what may, Dodgers might not even move him. Because they're bringing Dave Roberts, change of scenery, Don Manningly could never get a hold of him. Yeah. And then, of course, you have the, well, if he came here, Buck would straighten him out. Yeah. If there was anything to be straightened out. I I don't think the problem is Puig. I think it's that people just don't know how to work with him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Puig's a, a bad guy. I mean, he's I mean, the Orioles, he's young, and he likes to do stupid things from time to time. I'm not going to defend him on that. He, he does act out. Um, if the Orioles can control Delman Young to where he can be an adequate human being, Puig <laughs> is not a problem. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the the, the big things um, about the Orioles is that I don't. It feels like how many how many players on the Dodgers are of are are, are of Dominican descent? Do you know? Because that's going to have a big role in it too. Because if you have well, Puig's Cuban. Well, Cuban. My bad. But Latin descent is yeah. what I'm trying to say. If you have if you have guys like that on the team, and you know they kind of understand how things go. If you bring another one in, then they'll you know it's kind of the Latin players have somewhat of a brotherhood in the league. I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to be um, segregational. Yeah, I, it, but it, that's how it is. People of the same cultures like to stick together, and it's why you see like if 
two um, American guys are in Japan, they're next to each other all the time. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> if Puig was to come here, he would probably hang around Jimmy Paredes. And Scope. Scope, Ubaldo, Manny. Yeah. Those guys. And that might be good for him because Manny's straightened out. Scope's the most quiet guy on the team. Yeah. Ubaldo's a quiet guy. Um, Caleb Joseph learned to speak Spanish so he could yeah. talk to these guys. <laughs> Which I think is awesome, anyway. Caleb Joseph is awesome. I hope, I honestly hope he's like an Oriole for life. Yeah. I really do. Baby's gotta eat. <laughs> um, but I would be happy with Puig. What they would offer for him is questionable. Um, speaking of outfielders, Orioles are considering re-signing Geraldo Parra. Obviously, probably wouldn't go north of two years. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't sign him for. I wouldn't give him much money. He stunk. He stunk up the place for us. Yeah. Um. Along with that, Jerry Krasnick reported that he also reported that the Orioles would consider starting Trey Mancini at first base if Chris Davis was to leave Baltimore. See, I'm I'm so on the fence about this because he's at Double A. I mean, it worked when we brought Manny up from Double A, but Manny was like a top ten prospect, and Trey Mancini just had his breakout year. The thing with Mancini was he probably had one of the best. OPS years I've ever seen when he went up to Bowie and even at um, Frederick he was killing the ball. I want to see, I, I maybe they could do it what they did with um with Chris Bryant uh, this year how they kept him down below for the first couple weeks to see how we did and then bring him up. I mean they they planned on bringing him up but the whole thing was service time. Yeah, I mean you don't have to worry about that much with Mancini because he's still a rookie. Yeah, but, but yeah. I wouldn't be completely against it if they can't, you know, the rumors are like Pedro Alvarez to trade for him or maybe sign Justin Morneau, but it's like, those guys aren't going to offer you anything more than Mancini can't already bring you. Yeah. I mean, they're both, I mean, like I said, like we said before, the, like I said before the podcast, Pedro Alvarez is the poor, poor man's Mark Reynolds. It's a it's home run or bust with him and he doesn't even hit that many home runs. And then, um, Justin Morneau is on the decline, like huge. He's, Yeah. No, I, I'm totally against Morneau. I'm not fully against Pedro Alvarez because I like to see what he could do in Camden. True. But he has poor defense, poor everything. Poor everything besides the fact that he had 10 runs. Yeah, so I wouldn't have be, ha- be happy with him. But um, And speaking of outfielders, because that's what the Orioles need, uh, J.P. Morosi of Fox Sports reports talks between the O's and Reds about Jay Bruce. Bruce. Um, I would be on that train like two years ago, but right now I'm not. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Uh, I saw a thing on Bleacher Report, so take it for what you will, of a possible Jay Bruce to the Orioles for Daryl Alvarez, Homar Reyes, which is a young shortstop in the... Oh, not Reyes. I love Reyes. And uh, Mike Wright. Because Jay Bruce right now... That's would... a lot for Jay Bruce. Yeah, I don't know. It's baseball. I mean, it's... um. Bleacher reports, so take it for what you will. Was it like an actual report or was it like a suggested trade? I mean, it was one of those um like slideshows of like, this is what we think. Well, it's Bleacher Report. What isn't a slideshow? Very true. Um, Bruce right now has a 12.5 um, contract for 2016 with a $13 million option for 2017. If the Orioles were to accept them, if the Orioles were to trade for them, they would probably uh, offer that, uh, pick up the option. Um, but interesting thing about Jay Bruce, his no trade list includes eight teams. Four of those teams are American League East teams, and one isn't the Orioles. He go will, us. He will not accept the trade to the Yankees, Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Rays. Now the Yankees and Red Sox make sense. Actually, the Yankees make sense because why would you want to go into that big of a media? Yeah, that's frenzy? what a lot of people don't like about the big big market teams is they don't like the media. Um, no, the Blue Jays make sense for uh, tax purposes because you're going to a foreign country. 
and taxes are higher in Canada. Um, Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay makes sense because it's a small market team. You're going to play in front of 10,000 people. And they suck. <laughs> yeah, they're probably the worst team in the division right now. Um, yeah, it's big talk coming from us. I mean, we're better than the Rays. I mean, the Rays only finished 80 and 82. I mean, I'd lot true. I mean, we're pretty similar. Um, but then why he wouldn't accept the trade of Boston is confusing because a couple pieces in the Red Sox are back in contention. I feel well, like. it, it also has to do with the market. That market is really toxic, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, you're playing in front of a sellout crowd every is night. Is he lefty already? I forget. Jay Bruce is lefty. Lefty. So well, that's that's it's going to be harder for him in Boston because he can't pull anything. Yeah, and um, smaller park in Camden, home run frenzy. Yeah, that's why I think he would he would like it because we're not that big of a market. We're somewhat in contention, and we have it's Camden Yards. Yeah, um, couple of I forget the other teams outside of the division, the other four that are on the no trade list. It's probably it's like the Dodgers would probably be on there. Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah, I wouldn't want to go to the Cardinals either. Well, Cardinals have um, they have Cardinals they, are set for like a couple of years. They're yeah, they're ridiculously um, loaded. They they could probably trade away Matt Holiday and still be fine with Tommy Pham. Uh, who did this Pham? Um, but but who would replace those forearms? <laughs> um, Stephen Piscotty, Grishik, and then you still got John Jay in center field. Right. Um, Jay Bruce, I don't know because 2013 was his last good year, which was the last good last year the Reds were in contention. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 30 home runs, 109 RBIs. 2015, he picked up from 2014 just because he played in 20 more games. He had 226, 294 on base, which is awful. Yeah. Um, 343 slug. He's slugged uh, decent in 2015. Um, 2013 was the last year for positive UCR and defensive war. Because I'm just going to go off 2015. He had a negative 4.2 UCR. U, ultimate zone range? Is, is it range? It's something, it's something like that. It's, it's either range or rating. I can't. I always say UCR. And then a negative 11.2 defensive war. I always war. say Uzer. Uzer. I say UCR. But. Um, I wouldn't be against Jay Bruce if it was for the right price. Maybe like Mike Wright and another lesser prospect. Yeah, like not like Homar Reyes or nah, Daryl Alvarez. Homar Reyes is I, I'm I I get I get I get goosebumps thinking of an infield of Reyes, Manny, and Scope. That would be really nice. I would. Yeah, I get I get goose. Is I get, Reyes? I get gooseies. Is Reyes starting with Frederick or was he with Aberdeen last year? Uh, I think he was with Frederick. Okay, because I need to go. Uh, he'll probably be up in Bowie then, so I'll go see but him. But he he was he was the starting shortstop, but they they move him around between shortstop and third base because his defense is he's still working on his defense. Yeah. Plus, man, if he was to come up and play in the majors, Manny will probably move to short because Hardy will be done. Yeah. And then they'll need somebody to third base. But um, and then the last bit of Orioles news is a little minor, but it impacts the team. Is it Mike Minor? <laughs> Orioles select the contracts of Parker Bridwell, Chris Lee, and Andrew Triggs all were um, in Double A last year, moving them to. I the want to f- see what Bridwell can do. Yeah, he interests me. They're all going to be moved to the forty-man roster to save them from being picked in the Rule Five draft, which yeah. the Orioles are going to probably pick another guy. From yeah, this of year. course, they always pick a Rule Five. Hopefully, see it worked in twenty twelve because we didn't know we would be in contention at the time. Flaherty was a decent backup. Yeah, Flaherty can play because he's a, he's a utility man. Utility he, mans are always welcome. McFarland's welcome now just because he has options now and he can be moved up and down. He can do a spot start. He can go three innings for a relief. Or he also worked because he was a lefty. 
Yeah, because he's one of the two legends. But Garcia? Jason Garcia was a flop. Um, he's uh, going to sit in our minor leagues and he's going to do nothing. Yeah. he He's going to go to Bowie. Um, and I don't know why. Because the Orioles last year picked Verrett. Logan Verrett and Jason Garcia, but they went and with Verrett Garcia. did better. Verrett did really because he went back to the Mets and he pitched for the Mets for a little bit, and he did really well. He did better in spring training too. I don't know. It's weird. No, I don't get. Dan Duquette loves his um, piles of gold within dirt or however <laughs> the saying goes. Lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Well, no, those are those are like free agents you sign who turn out and to be end up being good. The the diamonds in the rust is what you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, it's you just can't keep relying on these Rule Five guys. Obviously, yeah. you don't rely on them per se, but you gotta keep them on the roster. And then you do the whole uh, hamstring pull, shoulder strain. Yeah, and they're on the DL from May till July, and then you gotta put them on the team in August, in mid August, and then you got September. So yeah, I mean that seems like they they tried to do the same thing with um, who shit Almar Almanzar Almanzar, he. Um, was on the DL, got released, um, and then came back in a trade. It, yeah. He came back in the Kelly Johnson trade. When well, it was the Jamal Weeks trade, I thought. Yeah, Jamal, Jamal Weeks for Kelly Johnson. Ah, okay. Yeah. And, and Almanzar. Um, Almanzar came back over. But um, he now he's starting in uh, AAA, but I still don't see what the Orioles see in him. So. Right. Uh, it's it's going to be an exciting offseason. I can't wait for the, the first shoe to drop, so to speak. I, th- I think the first one's still going to be Jordan Zimmerman S- signing with like the Dodgers or something, right? Um, because Grinky is going to wait. D- David Price is not going to wait. He's definitely not going to go back to Toronto. I think right. there was there was two other trades we didn't cover um, because they they happened literally right before we uh, recorded. Um, the A's have acquired Jed Lowry from the Astros, and the White Sox signed Alex Avila. And the A's one's annoying because it's going to be Laurie to Lowry, Laurie to Lowry, Laurie to Lowry, and you're, I'm just I'm, I I don't pity. Um, well, I know I do pity those announcers. Yeah, <laughs> well, the A's got good broadcasting groups, so I feel bad for them. Who's the na- broadcasters? Um, I don't remember them off the top of my head. I listened to some A's games. Um, he's like that ball is gone. He has like a deeper voice. I forget uh, his name. Um. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah, but um, and I don't know. And now that Brett Lowry plays second base, <laughs> it's going to be the double play combo. Yeah, because did I, they move him from third to second? Well, he plays both. Ah, okay. Yeah, but Lowry to Lowry, Lowry to Lowry. If they they should bring back um Noah Lowry, the first baseman that used to play for the Giants, he should make a comeback. <laughs> well, there was um, I I play MLB the Show, and I did a fantasy draft one year, and I forget who it was. It was somebody in the division, but they had both Laurie to Lowry, and they batted back-to-back in the lineup. Ugh. So, reality coming to fruition. Yeah. And then Alex Avila, uh, signed by the White Sox. Solid move by the White Sox. They need a catcher. Yeah. And James McCann is taking over for Detroit. Yeah. He's 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 solid. I like I like I've liked what I've seen from McCann. Yeah, I like McCann. Um, there's no room for Avila anymore. They weren't gonna play him at first because you're getting uh, Miguel Cabrera back. Yeah, and it's a shame because Avila was a really good catcher and he just had concussion problems. Yeah, so he's probably gonna catch. He's probably gonna play some. Well, he's not gonna play first because they have um Jose Abreu. 
Right. So, it's tough to say. Um, and finally, the Diamondbacks acquire pitcher Alan Webster. For, or, no, they sent Alan, Alan Webster to Pittsburgh for cash. A little small move that probably... Let's see what Alan Webster's stats are. He was designated for assignment, um, so it's one of those trades. He used to play for Boston. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember the name. He used to play for Boston. He had a 5.81 ERA and 31 innings pitch for the Arizona, so... Well, I feel like if you're in Arizona, everyone struggles because they made Jeremy Hellickson look really bad. That too. Let's see what his game looked. Did he have one out? No, he was consistently bad. Holy shit. Two earned runs, six earned runs, three earned runs, four earned runs, one, one, zero, zero, then three. Yeah, he was bad. I wouldn't I wouldn't give you a nickel for him. Maybe the... He's a body. That's what he is. Yeah, he's a person on the 40 man that can bring you some competition in spring training. Or make the other guys look better. So Personally, I think the Pirates are probably going to make the most moves this offseason. I see them signing a pitcher. I can see them doing a lot. Um, because I feel, I feel they'll move Alvarez. They're trying to trade like their entire infield. Alvarez, that Neil Walker. Yeah. Um, I think Jordy Mercer was discussed at one point. Because they have, pros- they have first base and shortstop prospects. True. And they could get good return for Walker. Um, plus you got Kong. Who can play? Yeah, who's, who's actually playing well, which completely surprised me. I, I thought he was going to be a dud. Now he's, um, he'll be back at shortstop next year. So moving Mercer would probably help. Um, off the top of my head, I can't remember who the third baseman is. Didn't they trade? Oh, it's uh, um, Harrison. Josh Harrison. Yes, 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 yes. Former utility man, Josh Harrison. Yeah, he's actually a beast now. No, he's really good. Um, he broke out the same time Steve Pierce did, and they're both utility guys. So yeah. I, I kind of compared the two, but now you see which one's the better one. Yeah, Harrison. Um, the Pirates. Unfortunately. Yeah, the Pirates have probably one of the best outfields in baseball. Marte, Marte, Parte. Yeah. Um, Andrew Polanco. McC- Andrew McCutcheon and then Gregory Polanco. He didn't. Polanco didn't do too so so hot this year, did he? No, he had a so- little bit of a sophomore struggle. He did better in twenty fourteen. Okay. I feel like twenty sixteen he'll be a little bit better. Of course, you still got Andrew McCutcheon. So. Right. 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 Um, out of the teams in the Central, they've. The Pirates are number two. Um, the Cardinals are obviously number one, and then the Cubs are number three. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. The Cubs started Kyle Schwarber in the outfield. <laughs> that is unacceptable to me. It's no worse than starting a center fielder that cannot throw the ball. I'm sorry, that takes the cake. Mate. Oh, Randall Grishuk. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Um, you know, the Cardinals are going to be the Cardinals. They're going to pitch. They're going to play great defense. They're going to score timely. Um I mean, they were the only team that got 100 wins. Yeah. So, says something. Uh, I don't like their bullpen at all, though. I hate Trevor Rosenthal. Why do you hate Trevor Rosenthal? He throws just heat, and I hate guys that throw just heat because... And then he's just, like, annoying to watch because he blows a good amount of saves. Um, and they let Pat Neshek go. And from what I... I have friends that are Cardinals fans, and they never are trust Trevor Rosenthal. Really? Yeah. How many blown saves did he have? He had, um, do not see, uh, he had 45 in 2014 and 48 in 2015. That's just because he has a lot of opportunities, most likely. Yeah. Um, where is it? Blown saves, blown saves, blown saves. I don't, cannot find blown saves. Huh. What? Um, yeah, it's like weird. Why, why can't I find Come on, baseball. Fangraphs. Come on, baseball. Let's go, let's go to fan graphs. What do they say? Um, yeah, he's had 
48 and 45 saves the past two years. Six blown saves in 2014, three in 2015. That's not too many. It's single digits. Yeah, but... I mean, I think once you get start getting towards 10 is when you're like, eh. Like Jim Johnson, 2013 yeah. numbers. He had, like, he had like 21 saves. Don't even go there. No, he, he had like 10. 10? 10 or 11. From the top of my head, I feel like he had 9 or 10. He had, it felt like he had 20. Yeah, it really did because they all came in horrible spots. Where are you? Uh, Jim Johnson. Blown saves. Twenty seven. Seven. Or, or no, that was last year with the Tigers. 2013, he had nine. 2013, nine. Okay. So, I mean, But they were all gut-wrenching. Yeah, it's just not like, um, it's like when you need the wins the most. Yeah. Jim Johnson blew the save. But, um. I mean, that's all for really baseball news stuff. Still not... You got anything coming out? For BSR, um, possibly. I'm thinking... I'm trying to get a piece together on how the Orioles should move J.J. Hardy to third base. Yeah, I, I, I've been thinking about writing... Uh, go, You go ahead and write that, because I was thinking about writing something like that. But okay. I haven't written anything for BSR in a while. I need to change that. But after my vacation, um, I will be out of town for the weekend. So, yay me. Uh, where can we find you on social media, Connor? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Connor underscore Gersio. Um, you can find me on the Facebook, the Orioles Facebook group, arguing with people. You can find me on the Baltimore Light Rail. <laughs> um, uh, you can find me in the streets of downtown Baltimore, uh, panhandling for money. Um, you can also find me on BSR. It's just search Connor Garcia. Um, my la- my latest post is about Matt Weeders playing first, and now I'm going to do JJ Hardy of third and piss off more people. Awesome! Uh, you can find me Cody Colston on uh, Twitter at uh, at the underscore other Cody. You can find me on BSR Cody Colston. Just search that. You had he had to bring up Twitter to remember what his Twitter. Yeah, I, was. I had to bring. I can never remember. There's an underscore in there somewhere. Somewhere. Um, was the other Cody taken? Yeah, surprisingly enough. Wow. I can't just use the other Cody. I can't even use my name. I can't do at Cody Colston. Someone... Someone... No, I searched it up. There is no profile that says Cody Colston. Because you can go to... Well, if you can't see that, if you go to Twitter.com slash Cody Colston, there's nothing that comes up. Account suspended. Okay, it's suspended. but And I can't register it. So, it's dumb. (laughs) Mine's... Um, you can find me uh, also on uh, somewhere on the uh, Anne Arundel County Community College campus. I'm currently writing for the school newspaper, so woo me. If you're actually, if you listen to that and you go there, please pick up a paper and read. We need readers. Please. The help. <laughs> help. Help. <laughs> Send help. All right, well, that that is it for the show. We will be back next week. Uh, Wednesday, our normal day, and we will have a guest, hopefully. Ooh. 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 Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Ooh.